the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for September 26th. 2010, and I'll give you a little bit of an overview of uh, the subjects we'll be covering, at least in part. We're going to talk quite a bit. I've got a lot of inquiries this week on Lady Gaga, and we're going to expose Lady Gaga for the devil witch that she is, and um, that'll be the first subject we'll be tackling there. Pretty much a thorough expose of Lady Gaga. It could almost be a a standalone study, actually. Uh, and also, as always, I will be posting the template, basically what I'm reading off of, as a PDF for this particular study. It will be up on contendingfortruth.com for 926, the current event and weekly Bible study for 926 to, uh, 2010. So you'll always be able to go and reference that. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about this question with uh, Christine O'Donnell and the witchcraft that she uh, said she dabbled in. We're also going to be talking about a video that I sent out this week. was entitled Club Dancing in the Church. I received a massive amount of feedback on that from a lot of different perspectives and viewpoints. And I really felt like I needed to address that. I'm not going to play the video because you've probably all seen it. But uh, we're going to be looking at that. Uh, We're also going to then segue into this Bishop Eddie Long uh, sex abuse scandal. I'm also then going to be going into an Alex Jones um, warning. Now, I know I use Alex Jones in the website a lot from a gleaning standpoint of information they're getting, but he's pretty much went off the deep end as far as uh, I can see at this point. He put out a couple videos this week that were so over the top, um, I I was at a total loss for words after I watched him. So I have to, in good conscience, uh, issue this warning. Next uh, article is uh, Globalists Planning to Dismantle Middle Class with a UN Tax. And then we're going to talk about the, uh, how the U.S. House actually voted and approved a uh, bill that puts the oceans, the coasts, under the United Nations. And that a Senate vote will actually seal this. Um, so then we're going to get into a whole bunch of golf updates. We're not going to really dwell a ton on that because it's a week-by-week thing, but... The uh, situation down there is getting worse. And uh, then we're going to segue into a whole other section, switch gears, and looking how the modern-day antibiotics are basically on the verge of becoming useless. Some alternatives to that. Um, Also, we're going to be looking at the H1N1 vaccine, the miscarriage rates from that that it's causing. Uh, Then looking again at the drug-resistant superbugs that have been spreading. Uh, some information on the mild silver protein, uh, vitamin D3, which are two really good alternatives to uh, the uh, going the medical route. We're going to be looking at 10 reasons to become self-sufficient and ways to get there. Another article about growing your own food in your backyard year-round. Then we're going to be looking at a brief excerpt on the California welfare disaster. And then how gold and silver... Um, a lot of different issues on gold and silver that have happened this week. And uh, some of my, I guess, I had some questions on regarding buying of silver and gold and this types of things, and, and I'm going to just give you my recommendations as well. And I, I want to thank everyone uh, also as we try to 
thank people for their prayers and their support and uh, the donations that have come in. We just we, we, we praise the Lord for that, and it's allowed us to actually be able uh, for me to pretty much do this full time, and for us to uh, uh, be able to bring this to you on a weekly basis. The PDF for today is uh, 29 pages. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through it. I'm going to try to get through it today, but it takes a tremendous amount to, to get that much information. And, and what's been happening is I haven't been able to finish it, so I've had to kind of like chop it off and then go to the next one. So I'm hoping to try to get through all 29 pages today because there's a lot of very important information to cover. Okay, first article is uh, a quote from Lady Gaga, how she wants to turn the world gay. And uh, again, I received a lot of all of a sudden inquiries this week about Lady Gaga, and that's a, a lot of times an indicator, I believe, from the Lord that he wants me to cover and tackle a particular subject. And once I got into this, I realized how important it was if you look at nothing more than her popularity alone and the influence she's having on this world and on the uh, teenagers and on a lot of adults, it's, it's a gigantic influence. So we really want to look at the fruit um, here. And this first particular article, um, Perverse Pop Star Wants to Inject the Gay Culture into the Mainstream. Lady Gaga right now, I, I believe, is on the current cover of the openly gay magazine, Out!, it's called out, like you're coming out of the closet. Just so you, if you didn't know what that meant, that's what it means. You're coming out of the closet. And from Homosexual Magazine Out of September 2009, the, there's an article entitled, The Lady is a Vamp, page 113. Gaga's quotes in blue, um, and this is from um, American Family Association, I believe. Uh, they they put out this expose recently, and they they kind of uh, summarized all of her, not all, but many of her most egregious quotes that she has said in recent times. So I'm just going to start reading this here. Her devotion to gay culture is unparalleled by any other artist operating at her level of visibility or success. Now again, this is from this Out magazine. This is them talking about her, and then we're going to read her quotes as well. This is a quote, first quote. When I started in the mainstream, it was the gays that lifted me up. She says, I, com- <coughs> excuse me, I committed myself to them, and they committed themselves to me. And because of the gay community, I'm where I am today. So we've got, you know, right near the top, if not at the top. And I'm going to prove I believe she's at the very, very pinnacle right now. Because of some things that happened recently with the uh, MTV Music Awards, she set some records there for the amount of awards ever um, received and ever um, offered in one night there. This woman's having a tremendous impact on the world. And actually, we're going to actually be looking at the fact that um, she's openly admitted, I might as well just say this now, that she's a hermaphrodite. A hermaphrodite is typically, typically... A a female-looking person that has both male and female sexual organs. Okay, I'm not going to say anything more than that, but that's what a hermaphrodite is. She's openly admitted to being that. And, you know, it's it's ironic because you look at um, the the subjects we have where we look at Baphomet, which is also known as the Goat of Mendez, which is this goat-like creature on a throne um, with... 
he's androgynous. He's got both male and female parts, put it that way. And with a goat's head and the pentagram and, you know, it's about as satanic as you could possibly get. One hand pointing up and one hand pointing down. And we've got Lady Gaga, who's essentially androgynous, a hermaphrodite. And she's, there's many pictures of her. And I didn't post one picture in this article because the Bible says to set no wicked thing before your eyes. So I try to, try to, when it's ever, it's, it's something where it's questionable. And all of her pictures are pretty much questionable. I don't even want to put them up there. Uh, and I really wouldn't say don't seek them out either because, I mean, it's just pure wickedness. But she's in this one picture where she's got one hand pointing up with a couple fingers and one hand kind of pointing down. And the all-knowing eye of Lucifer in one of the palms. Well, that's very, very reminiscent of this goat of Mendez, uh, Baphomet view that we classically see. So this is where I believe she's deriving her power from, okay, at least in part, from a demonic or fallen angelic standpoint. Um, and now we're just, we're just scraping the surface now, but uh, anyway, earlier this year in her acceptance speech for the Much Music Award for Best International Video, Lady Gaga thanked God and the gays. So she thanked God and the gays. Now her God is Satan, Baphomet, whatever you know, you want to call it. Um, it's not the same God of the Bible. It's not the same one that a born-again Bible-believing Christian would worship or revere. Um, but anyway, she had the, the audaciousness the, the, to, to thank God and the gays. Isaiah 5.20 says, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. And everything about this person's life calls evil good and good evil. I mean, that's for, from pretty much every single thing I've seen about this person. Because I don't really know what to refer to her or him as. Kind of a, like I said, an androgynous type of, of person. So, let's go further. Before agreeing to tour with Kanye West this fall, Lady Gaga told the rapper, quote, I just want to be clear before we decide to do this together, meaning tour together. She says, I'm gay or the person says, I'm gay, my music is gay, my show is gay, and I love that it's gay. I love my fa my gay fans, and they're all going to be coming to our show. And, and it's going to remain gay. End of quote. So, you know, we know from the Bible that typically the two things that will bring God's severest judgment are um, the homosexuals, you just look at Sodom and Gomorrah, as a nice example, and there's other many other examples in the Bible of uh, homosexual or bisexual uh, behavior, and that and child sacrifice always will bring God's swiftest, most severest judgment. And she's absolutely 100% sold out and totally committed to advancing the um, gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgendered agenda. That's what. Her life is, or its life, is built around, okay? Um, she goes on to say, that's another clause in the Gaga Land Constitution. Evidently, she's got her own constitution. <clears throat> Gay culture shall gush undiluted into the rapids of society. Okay, that's part of, evidently, um, this person's constitution. The gay culture will gush undiluted into the rapids of society. It goes on to say, it shall not be co-opted, fancified, dolled up, or Uncle Tommed. Meaning, it's going to be 
it's not going to be a watered-down version of homosexuality or bisexuality or transsexuality. It's going to be pretty much the real deal, hardcore stuff. That's what this person's agenda is. It goes on to say, this is a quote from Lady Gaga, it's not an underground tool for me. It's my whole life. So I always sort of joke, the real motivation is to just turn the world gay. End of quote. So this is a very serious thing for it. It would be almost like a Islamic extremist, you know, trying to advance the uh, the um, cause of, of of Allah, the moon god, the devil moon god. It would be very very similar and akin to that. She's like a you know she's like an extremist in the gay, lesbian, transsexual, bi bisexual community. Going further, it says Lady Gaga made the news last week when she allegedly admitted that she was in fact a hermaphrodite. <clears throat> That was, I think, the first thing I ever heard about this person. And I really didn't know anything about this person. And uh, kind of roundaboutly then came back to actually doing this study. Lady Gaga has also admitted she is bisexual. And that the song Poker Face is about bisexuality. Here's an excerpt from her interview from XM Magazine. They, They ask Lady Gaga, are you really as boy crazy as your lyrics suggest? Her response, or his response, whatever you want to, however you want to slice that. Yeah, well, I'm girl crazy too. It really depends on where I am. I love men, I love women, I love sex. End of quote. So, this is the kind of depravity that, um, and this is the kind of person that is leading uh, a large segment of today's youth, you know, pretty much worldwide in, in some areas. I mean, where they have access to this person's music. It's having a gigantic impact. The videos, the music, and all these other things. You've got one of the most depraved people that have ever walked the planet, and, you know, they're holding this person up <clears throat> like she's some type of god almost. And we're going to prove that as well. <clears throat> Next article. And again, I give you the link for this, so you can click on it and, and you know... <clears throat> Explore this further if you'd like. Next article. Homosexuals hiding an inconvenient truth. The Bible is clear that God judges nations which give themselves over to homosexuality. See Jude 7. That homosexuality is filthy conduct. See 2 Peter 2, 6-7. That homosexuals will not inherit the kingdom of God. 1 Corinthians 6, 9. And that homosexuality is unnatural and shameful. Romans 1, 26-27. And the Bible makes clear that not only those who practice such things, but also those who approve of such things are deserving of the righteous judgment of God. And that is in Romans 1, 32. So, segueing that into this article, I believe it was from Chick Publications, where it was entitled, Homosexuals are Hiding an Inconvenient Truth. Okay, so... This is from July-August 2008, and these statistics are probably worse by now. The homosexual juggernaut has seemed unstoppable, but there is one inconvenient truth that they hope will never get widespread attention. The organization Americans for Truth About Homosexuality, or AFTA, is calling for a breaking of the silence on the health risks of homosexual practices. So now bear this in mind as we read this, these statistical facts, that this is what 
this Lady Gaga is bent on spreading and shoving down the whole world's throat is the homosexual agenda. Whether you like it or not. This is just some of the fruit of the homosexual lifestyle. Uh, AFTA cites the Federal Food and Drug Administration's reasons for banning male homosexuals from donating blood as proof of these risks that we're going to get into. FDA statistics are as follows. Quote, men who have had sex with men since 1977 have an HIV prevalence 60 times higher than the general population, 800 times higher than first-time blood donors, and 8,000 times higher than repeat blood donors. 8,000 times. Not 8,000%. 8,000 times higher than repeat blood donors. Infection with hepatitis B virus is five to six times more common, and hepatitis C virus infections are about two times more common than in the general population. Additionally, they have an increased instance, incidence and prevalence of human herpes virus dash 8, which causes a cancer called Kaposi's sarcoma in immunocompromised individuals. End of quote. Now that's FDA there. Proverbs... This is the verse that instantly came to mind when I read this. Proverbs 10.27 says, The fear of the Lord prolongeth days, but the years of the wicked shall be shortened. There's really nothing more you could do, more wicked, than to get into a homosexual, bisexual, than you could get into child pedophilia, and that's even more disgusting. But I'm saying a lot of times it's a proven fact also that the majority of, or a disproportionate amount of pedophiles are also homosexuals. That's been proven just as well. Um, So, again, depravity breeds depravity. Research by the Family Research Institute of Colorado has discovered that the average lifespan of a male homosexual is, get this, 39 years. Before it was like 51 or 52. Now it's dropped to 39 years. Do you, I mean... Proverbs 10.27, the years of the wicked shall be shortened. And yet, it's such a wonderful thing, and everybody needs to just get on board and not judge it. And it's, hey, it's only cutting, like, how many uh, decades off your, off your life by participating in this, on average? 30 years or whatever? No, actually more, but probably on average, about 35 years it cuts off your life. Unbelievable. While while eighty where eighty percent of married men live past the age of sixty five, eighty eighty percent, only two percent of homosexuals live that long, as shown in the accompanying chart. Now, you know they could get mad at me all they want, but am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Because I I cite factual statistics, am I become your enemy? Well, they don't care. I mean, most of them are absolutely demon-possessed of the toenails. They don't care what what truth is. They've abandoned truth. They're demon-possessed. Most of them. I mean, how could you not be? Now, you know, I'm sorry. I, I just don't understand it. I just It doesn't compute in my brain how a guy can look at another guy you know, and say, I, I need to be with him. I, I don't I don't understand. And you could say, I'm judging, I'm sorry. I don't have that perspective. It's just, it doesn't, it's not there for me. You know, so, you know, I'm sorry, but I don't understand it. Um, 
the FRI found that sodomites were 116 times more apt to be murdered as well, 24 more times apt to commit suicide. Oh, well, I thought they were just... You know, flitting around in, in the uh, in the mulberry trees and in and in in playing with little fuzzy bunnies and such a happy, wonderful thing, right? The whole homosexual gay lifestyle. Oh well, you know, if if you think you know you're 116 times more to be murdered and 24 more times apt to commit suicide, yeah, there there's some. I tell you what, um, my mom was friends with a lot of homosexuals when and she was in the New Age movement and 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 before she got saved at the very end there. But she, she even told me, she said they're some of the most miserable, self-hating people that she's ever known. Now, she was friends with them. It's like she had pity on them. Uh, okay, and, and she befriended quite a few of them. Didn't keep them out of hell. Ultimately, all that's really going to matter, you know, look at a thousand years from now, is who's in heaven and who's in hell. Or her, you know what I mean? And... Um, they're some of the most miserable people on the planet, whether they want to admit it or not. You cannot participate in that level of depravity and not have it affect you in a horrific way. Why? Because you reap what you sow. It's cause and effect. You could say, well, what comes around goes around. Whatever, however you want to put it, you reap what you sow. And think about what they're sowing and reaping when they participate in this. It's no wonder that they've got a 24 times higher suicide rate and 116 times more apt to be murdered. I'm not saying we shouldn't pray for them, okay? And I'm not saying I want them to go to hell either. I'm not saying that. But there's a very low likelihood, I'll be honest with you, I'm not saying it doesn't happen because I have seen testimonies of people that claim to be ex-homosexuals and, and they're saved, born-again Christians. Now, so I'm not, the, the Bible says with God all things are possible. So I don't want to try to put God in a box and say it's not possible. But I would say of all segments of society, they would probably be the least likely to ever get saved. Because the Bible talks about in Romans 1, where they're turned over to a reprobate mind to do those things that are not convenient. And it's talking specifically about lesbians and gay men in that portion of Scripture. And that, that word convenient means proper or fitting. And they're, they're turned over to this wickedness. Their minds are darkened. Their consciences have been seared with a hot iron. So I'm not saying we shouldn't pray for them. Okay? And I'm not saying I hate them. And I'm not saying I want them to go to hell. I'm not saying any of that. I'm citing facts here. And I'm trying to be, you know, although they would say I'm not being objective. Well, nothing that I could ever say to a homosexual would ever appease them. Because they have their agenda, and they have their rhetoric, and they're going to go with it, and it's Christ-hating, for the most part. And it's totally unbiblical. So, let's go further. They had a traffic accident rate 18 times the rate of comparably, comparably aged white males. Now, you look at that. Why would they have a traffic rate? Traffic accident death rate 18 times the rate of comparably aged white males. Because... You reap what you sow. You do really, really super, super wicked things. Don't expect in your life for bad things not to happen to you. The Bible says the fruit of the righteous tendeth to life. Well, then let's reverse that. The fruit of the wicked tendeth to death. 
Well, everything about the homosexual lifestyle tendeth to death. If you're sowing the seeds of death, well, look at this. 116 times more apt to be murdered. 24 times more apt to commit suicide. An eight, an, a death rate 18 times the rate of comparably aged white male. How do you explain that? Well, you're just being a bigot. No, I'm not. How do you explain those statistics to me? How is that possible? You reap what you sow. That's how it works. The Bible says to do unto others as you'd have you know, men do unto you, essentially. Okay? Which is, they call that the golden rule. And that's how we should try. But we're talking, they're sowing some seriously, seriously wicked stuff here. And I don't need to know anything more about them other than their lifestyle to know why these rates would be the way they are. It makes sense. It actually totally validates the Bible because you reap what you sow. Heart attacks, cancer, and liver failure were exceptionally common as well. 20% of lesbians died of murder, suicide, or accidents. So now we get into lesbians because they're not exempt either. Okay, listen to this. 20% of lesbians died of murder, suicide, or accidents. A rate 487 times higher than that of white females aged 25 to 44. How do you explain that? 487 times? Not 487%. Times. That's pretty pretty heavy-duty stuff there. Why isn't this front-page news? Why, why? Because Satan wants to advance... The lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgendered agenda because he wants to defile the planet. And that is one of the most wonderful ways to defile the land that you could have. Just have a whole bunch of sodomites, have a whole bunch of people in this lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgendered garbage, and it literally will defile the land and and bring God's judgment on the land. It's cause and effect. In their website at familyresearchinstitute.org, and I give you the full link here. FRI details the disgusting and unsanitary sexual practices that contribute to this early death sentence. I mean, I'm not going to get into it, but I'm telling you right now, the stuff that they do is so disgusting, so perverse, so demented, so warped, that you won't even be able to comprehend it, most people. It It is that bad. Okay, and, you know, again, cause and effect, reap what you sow. So, the outing of the homosexual lifestyle in our culture has unleashed over 50 sexually transmitted diseases. So, let's go to the next, and then now I also give the link to my audio teaching called Gays, Transgendered, and Genetic Manipulation Exposed. So, if you want to know a little bit more about that subject, the link is right there, and it will be in the PDF. You can also go up to contendingfortruth.com and do a keyword search for gays or homosexuals. If you can't find it up there, go up to YouTube and can Scott Johnson and then like gays or um, that type of thing, and you'll find it up there as well. Okay, so the next article. Lady Gaga, the superstar of the teens, wears a dress made of animal flesh. Now this is actually from Mike Adams, um, the health ranger. And uh, calls himself that, the Natural News Health Editor from Natural News. And he, I thought he brought some good points, but what I did is I interjected a whole slew of Bible verses to bolster this article. 
If you've ever wondered about the true mental sickness of the entertainment industry, and this guy's not a Christian either, okay, but he can, he can see it as well. As an unsaved person, he can see the depravity and the problems here. The true mental sickness of the entertainment industry looked no further than Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga is largely responsible for the new craze of wearing dilated pupil contact lenses, which make young girls appear to be sexually aroused or stoned. These contact lenses are potentially dangerous, and they are being brought into the U.S. illegally, bypassing FDA approval. But thanks to Lady Gaga, young girls are increasingly interested in wearing them, so they too can look aroused and stoned, in order to arouse potential partners. Now, if that is not sick, twisted, warped, and demented, I don't know what is. But uh, there's this one video that she did, where she has these real, she looks like a baby doll. Her eyes do. They look like a big googly-eyed baby doll. And evidently, they thought that that looked cool, so they started ordering, or they started ordering these dilated pupil contact lenses, and now it's become some craze because of that. I mean, this is the state of the world that we live in now. Uh, Pure depravity, pretty much. But there's more to this sick story. Lady Gaga was recently honored at the 2010 MTV Video Music Awards, where she received an, a whopping eight, quote, Moon Man Awards, as well as Video of the Year honors. With two Grammy Awards under her belt as well, not to mention a record-breaking 13 nominations at the MTV Music Awards, it seems there is nothing that Satan cannot do through the iconic Lady Gaga. I inserted Satan. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, so she's, we're, we're talking somebody that's that's breaking all kind of records. She had 13 nominations at the MTV Music Awards. She got eight of these Moon Man things. She's already got two Grammys. I mean, we're talking, you know, this isn't just some person that's like under the radar. Okay, what does the Bible say? Luke sixteen fifteen. Uh, Jesus said this, and he said unto them, Ye are they which justify yourselves before men, but God knoweth your hearts. For that which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. Well, Lady Gaga is highly esteemed among men and women, but she is an absolute total abomination in the sight of God. Anytime you ever see anyone in the major media that is highly esteemed among men, you better watch out. You better watch out. Because normally they cannot get to that level and be highly esteemed among men and be a God-fearing, Bible-believing, born-again Christian. It just doesn't add up. Psalm 12, verse 8 says, The wicked walk on every side when the vilest men are exalted. Have you noticed how wicked things are getting? I don't know if you've noticed that lately. Just like there's just wickedness seeping out of the woodwork. It seems like everywhere you turn. Well... When you exalt the vilest men, like, for instance, Barack Obama and Lady Gaga and people like Elton John, another uh, homosexual, and who you could go on and on and on. When you exalt the vilest men, the Bible says the wicked will walk on every side. It's something we should expect. Okay, so that's, you know, and the church hasn't done its job. In stemming the tide of wickedness, they don't warn about this type of stuff. They don't, they don't want to get into this. They might get their 501c3 status revoked or something. And uh, they got to be real careful what they say from the pulpit because they're basically created by the IRS and the government. And, and if they say the wrong stuff, you know, they're going to get their, their um, 
their status revoked, and they wouldn't want that because the ties would stop coming in. Anyway, I don't want to go down that rabbit trail too far. But anyway, next part uh, verse is 1 John 2.15. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So you better be asking yourself this question. Is, are there things you know, in the world that I just love and I can't live without? Because if there are, um, God will see to it, if you're a true born-again Bible-believing Christian, that he'll probably take those things away from you. Because the Bible says, of whom the Lord loveth, he also chasteneth, and if you be without chastisement, then you're bastards, meaning an illegitimate son. So if ever you see somebody walking around saying they're a born-again Bible-believing Christian, they're living like the devil, and they have no conviction of sin, yet they call themselves a born-again Bible-believing Christian, I would not believe them. Because by their fruit you shall know them, and they should have chastening on their life. They should be miserable. So I question people. Now, I'm not saying God always does this instantaneously. Sometimes you store up wrath, and he nails you all at once. I've had that happen. That's really painful when he does that. Um, But, eventually, you're going to be chastened. Next verse. John 15, 18, and 19. If the world hate you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. Jesus Christ talking. If the world, if ye were of the world, the world would love his own. So that's why they love Lady Gaga, because she's of the world, and the world loveth her own. But because you're not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Does the world love you? I mean, these are questions we should ask ourselves. I mean, it's one thing to read them, but ask. the thing is, is the Bible says, if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. We should be judging ourselves all the time. And that's probably one of the biggest problems with, I would say, Christianity in general. They don't really judge themselves. Uh, I want to be judged as little as possible at the judgment seat of Christ, where all Christians will stand. I would rather judge myself in this life and hopefully when I'm at the judgment seat of Christ, things are going to work out a lot better for me there. As opposed to not judging myself, thinking I'm Mr. Wonderful, Mr. Perfect, and living in self-delusion my whole life. Because I think that you know I'm a pretty good guy and I'm a good Christian and, and I don't really need to straighten anything out. The Lord Jesus Christ has to be the one that does the straightening out. True. But if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. And um, it should be a normal thing that the world hateth you. Now, I'm not saying everybody goes around gnashing their teeth and wanting to kill you all the time. I'm talking about the world system in general. Do, I mean, honestly, and I don't want to use myself as an example, but I mean, like the stuff we're talking about today, you think that would be popular with the world? No, it's not going to be popular. I mean, you, you, you get this um, with some gay... Tra- I mean, there, there's, there's gays, there's whole groups of transgendered, bisexual, wicked, wicked, beyond belief people. They've got whole web pages on me where they just, they say all manner of blasphemy and they make it up. I mean, the whole site says it's satire. And, but yet, they're after me. They hate my guts. They want to kill me, basically. I mean, it's pretty obvious by what they put up there. And, you know, that's their deal. That's what they do. And they do it to a lot of other people, too, not just me. But, um, you know, this isn't going to be popular with them. I really don't care. 
you know, my life's not a popularity contest. Our lives as Christians are not popularity contests. I'm not, honestly, I hate to say this, I'm not really here to make friends. I'm here to put out the truth and the word of God and to expose evil. As a watchman, that's my primary calling. Now, I pray to God a whole bunch of people get saved as a result of the truth that they hear from this ministry. Ultimately, that's my ultimate goal. The Bible says, Jesus Christ said, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So, continuing in the truth is predicated on continuing in his word. And truth usually will not be popular. It will usually irritate people, many times infuriate people, many times enrage people. And we're going to get into some subjects today that are going to probably cause me to lose a lot of listeners. And I'm just going to, you know, it just came up this week. I had a whole bunch of things happen with this study, and I had a lot of inquiries this week, and I said, you know what, I'm going to cover these. Some of these I've covered in the past, some of them I haven't really covered enough. And I'm going to say some things that may really infuriate a lot of my own listeners, but, again, am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? My children are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, and thou shalt be a priest to me no more, and I will also reject thy children. That's what the Bible says in Hosea 4, 6, and 7. So, truth is something that we really don't want to reject. And I'm not saying I'm the purveyor of all truth by any stretch of the imagination. But I'm going to back up what I'm saying here with Scripture. So, it's not my goal to offend. It's really not. Uh, but unfortunately, truth most of the time is offensive. And it's particularly offensive when you live in a sick, depraved time as we live in in the end times. And Jesus Christ predicted it was going to be really sick and uh, depraved. Where did he say that? He said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. He also said, as it was in the days of Lot, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Two of the most sick, depraved times of times past that the world ever knew. Days of Noah, you have the sons of God, saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, they came down, they took them wives, all that they chose. In those days were giants, Nephilim, fallen ones, and they so defiled the earth that the thoughts of man's mind was only evil continually to the point that God said it repented him that God that he had ever even made man. That's how bad it was then. So bad that God had to destroy the whole world with a flood to essentially cleanse the wickedness off the earth, save eight people and the animals on the ark. That's how bad it was. Well, Jesus Christ said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. We're right on the cusp. We're, I believe we're, we're not that far off from the start of the tribulation. And no, I do not believe we're in the tribulation for a ton of different reasons on a scriptural level. Okay, I don't even want to get into that, but a lot of people think we're in the tribulation. I'm thinking, okay, or the seal and the trumpet judgments and all these other judgments and all these other things that need to happen and the confirming in the covenant for the week and the, you know, the antichrist making us. None of that's happened. Okay, well, anyway, I don't want to argue about that. I'm just, you're entitled to your opinion. Um, but we are, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. We're there. And, as it was in the, days, in the days of Lot. Well, that's what was going on in Lot's days. Sodom and Gomorrah. That's what Lot's, the, the, the center is, uh, the, when you look at the story of Lot in the Bible, it's centered around Sodom and Gomorrah. And I understand, you know, um, there were some things that happened after that, but Sodom and Gomorrah. 
open homosexuality literally in the streets. If you give the devil an inch, he'll take a mile. It had gotten so bad in Sodom and Gomorrah, the, the, the Sodomites were out in the street trying to rape men. They were trying to rape the angels. That um, Lot wanted to take in for the night. And I just cannot comprehend how in the world Lot said to them, you can have my daughters. I just... That's not going to happen with me. I'm sorry. Ain't never, never in a billion years. <laughs> I don't understand. I, I shouldn't say that because I should judge a lot. Uh, uh, but I'm just saying, I just don't understand it. But anyway, those are the two earmarks of the coming of the Son of Man as far as what it would be like. So none of this should surprise us. None of it. Let's go further. James 4.4 4. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that friendship of the world is enmity or war with God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. Again, this is another Christian self-check. Are you buddy buddies with the world? You know? You, you and the world marching arm in arm down the street together. Well then you're an enemy of God. I'm not judging you. I'm just telling you the scripture. I'm, I'm speaking as much to myself as I am anyone else. I don't think I'm better than anyone else. I've told this many times, if I got what I deserved, all I would ever get is death and hell. And I should be in hell right now. All the crazy things I did in my past, and, and God preserved my life, I, it's mind-blowing to me to look back on all the things he preserved me from. Prison problem. I mean, I'm driving drunk, prison. I mean, all the stuff that I did and, you know, I'm here and, and, and praise the Lord. I mean, I... I don't know what else to say, but praise the Lord. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Let's go further. Now we're going back to this article now. To accept these awards, Lady Gaga actually appeared on stage wearing a dress. Now this is these Moon Man awards that she won. MTV Music Awards. MTV being one of the most wicked uh, things on television. She accepted the awards wearing a dress made out of raw animal flesh. Yes, she was literally draped in raw animal flesh. That was what her dress was made of. This has been reported as her red meat dress. That was the name of it. The quote, red meat dress. But it goes deeper than that. Boy, I wouldn't want to hang that on the hanger up afterward and let it ferment in the closet for a few weeks. You know? Knowing her, she probably did. But it goes far deeper than that. Anyone who would wear a dress made out of raw meat is, for starters, mentally ill. I agree. But Lady Gaga goes far beyond just being mentally ill, reaching to the depths of necro-worship, death worship, that make her appear to be totally satanic. In an upcoming live event, get this, in an upcoming live event, she promises to be surrounded on stage by literal, real corpses. It, it is being widely reported across the net that she plans to put dead human bodies on stage as part of her, quote, act. And this is one of the main leaders, one of the main leaders in the entertainment industry, in the sick, depraved entertainment industry. Now, this verse came to my, so many verses came into my head, and I give the Holy Spirit credit. Because Jesus Christ said, when I go, I will send the Comforter. And he, when, when I go, it is expedient that I go, for when I go, I will send the Comforter. And he will cause all things that I have taught thee to be brought into thy remembrance. Well, that's what I rely on. I rely on the Comforter, the Holy Spirit that lives inside me, to bring these verses into my head. Because I'm not smart enough to do it. 
But this verse came into my head. Proverbs 8.36 But he that sinneth against me wrongeth his own soul. And all they that hate me love death. All they that hate me love death. I can't tell you how many goths, I got another one this week, have emailed me, and they try to justify their position. And it's like, okay, you dress in black, you make yourself look as morbid and deathly as possible, your favorite vehicle to drive are hearses, the older the better and the creepier the better, you listen to dark, evil music, everything about the goth movement screams of death, And yet they tell me I have no right to judge them. Well, listen, if I was doing all that stuff and calling myself a born-again Christian, I would need to be rebuked. I'm sorry, but I would need to be rebuked. The Bible says to abstain from all appearance of evil. How could you be a goth and abstain from all appearance of evil? Well, I, I'm, I become a goth to reach goths. They're my, they're my mission field. No, 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 no. When Jesus Christ went and he ministered to other people, he never participated in their sin. No, actually quite the opposite. His very presence convicted them of their own sin. That's how it worked. He didn't like get down in the gutter and do what they were doing. His presence convicted them. I know a lot of people get tattoos and do the piercings. I got a friend of mine from the charismatic movement along to he's got every piercing you can imagine, tattoos. Just I mean he looks like he looks like the world, I guess. <clears throat> and yet he says he does that to reach them. There's no Bible for that. We don't sin that grace may be abound. You know, we don't use our liberty for an occasion of the flesh, which is what a lot of people do. They oh I have liberty in Christ, so I can live like the devil evidently. No, we don't use our liberty for an occasion of the flesh. So, let's go further. Um, Now, for those who really know what goes on behind the scenes of the entertainment industry, this probably comes as no surprise. There has always been a bizarre element of dark energy at work on the fringes of this industry, but Lady Gaga may be taking it to a whole new depth of darkness. And here's why. This is very interesting. Google a woman named Lena Morgana. M-O-R-G-A-N-A. Lena, L-I-N-A. Lena is now dead, but she worked creatively alongside Lady Gaga until one day she mysteriously fell ten stories from a tall building and was crushed to death when she hit the pavement. Hmm. According to Lena's grieving mom, Lady Gaga stole Lena's act and rose to fame following Lena's, quote, suicide. In an article on My Death Space, I guess it's an alternative to MySpace, it's My Death Space, um... They explain how everyone familiar with Lena was shocked to see how Lady Gaga stole her act, evidently after she died. It was the same style, the same look, the same music, the same voice, the same jawline, the way they expressed themselves, and it was like, is that Lena? It was so shocking, it was like looking at a ghost. End of quote. Now, I should insert something else in here. Same style, same look, same music, same demons. Why do I say that? Because it's well known in witchcraft that if a person has certain demons in them, many times there are witches that can identify them. They have their third eye open or the demons inside them speak to them. I don't exactly know how they do it. But they know there's demons that another person have that they want. 
I believe that this happened if Lady Gaga orchestrated her death. It was to basically vampirize or um, bring these demons into her. How else could you explain this? She worked alongside her. She stole her act. And all of a sudden, Lady Gaga shows up with the same style, same look, same music, same voice. Same voice? Yeah. Same jawline. The way they expressed themselves. It was like looking at a ghost. She got the demons. And I've heard story after story from witches where they will go and they will literally try to invite different demons into them. I've heard of them literally going to charismatic churches and as demons are supposedly being cast out of people, they're there basically inviting them in to inhabit their body. Why? Why would anybody want that? Because they gain more power that way. Particularly if it's a stronger demon or if it's a demon that uh, does a certain function that they want to do. I know that sounds crazy and bizarre, but I'm telling you. Witches practice their religion one way. A Christian will practice their religion one way. A Hindu will practice his religion one way. And just because you can't comprehend it doesn't mean it's not true. So, when I read that, that's the first thing that came to my mind. That's why she did it. She, She had this, evidently, some type of either... Very, very strong, or very uh, a demon that was going to take this woman to the top. Lady Gaga somehow identified that, and in and, and, uh, so, in some way, shape, or form, whether the demons are arranged or whether Lady Gaga did it, or whereas a combination, this woman met her swift demise, and then all of a sudden, all the stuff this woman possessed, Lady Gaga had. Lena Morgan was only nineteen when she died. And I give you the link to her website. The circumstances of her death and the similarity between Lady Gaga's current act, her wig, stage present, attitude, etc., and Lena Morgan's previous act is very highly suspicious, lending an element of curiosity to some of the circulating theories about her death. John 8.44 says, Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in truth. Because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he's a liar and the father of it. So I just wonder, you know, can we add murderer as to Lady Gaga's resume? I mean, would you put it past this person? Would you, after what we've just read, would you put it past? Well, I mean, I can't obviously be dogmatic, but it just does sound pretty fishy. Here's the next article. Lady Gaga and ritual sex magic for children. This is from L.A. Marzula of... June 25th of this year, what drives the success of Lady Gaga and others of her ilk is that they are immersed in the occult world. The occult world of satanic ritual sex magic. I watched the video, and now I've read too many stories and seen too many things to, to not believe that Hollywood, and particularly the music industry, is absolutely 100% basically a mass coven of witches and warlocks. The people at the top of the companies uh, that produce the uh, recordings, the performers themselves, I've heard many, many stories about signing, you know, literally making deals with the devil in order to get to these things. I mean, did you ever see that show, Oh God, I believe it's by, with George Burns? I'm not saying watch it, but, you know, that's what that show is about, essentially, making deals with the devil. Making deals and in, in, in garnering, I think it was a God too or whatever. I don't know, but there's a lot of shows that have kind of in a in a parody type of funny funny way joked about that. But the reality is, is that's the truth. 
These people just don't get to these these areas and these positions without totally selling out to Satan. Because if they don't want to sign the contract, there's about a hundred or a thousand other people that will. So they're willing to do this. They're willing to sell their souls to Satan in order to attain success. I mean, I did that whole expose on that Robert Johnson guy, the guy that started the modern day blues, and how he went to that crossroads, which is where a lot of cultists will go to actually do um, witchcraft ceremonies, particularly if they're into voodoo or santeria. And he went there and essentially made this deal with the devil. And from that point forward, all of a sudden, the guy was, was, was making music that they had never heard before. Played the guitar like he could never play it before. He had all of these, these talents that just came out of nowhere. And he was considered the, the modern day godfather of the blues. And there's a lot of people that, that absolutely revere and worship the guy. Eric Clapton being one of them. He died a horrific death. He didn't, la- he didn't last very long. His contract with the devil expired real quick. He, didn't, he wasn't there very long. But the man's considered a legend. They've got a whole thing, like if you drive through, um, I don't know if it's Memphis or where exactly it was, and they've got the crossroads. I mean, you see two guitars there. And, and there's people that make pil- pilgrimages from all over the world to just go there. It's how big of a deal. Well, he made a deal with the devil. He openly admitted it in his writings. And um, that's how this industry operates. Going further, L.A. Marzullo says, I watched the video Alejandro, which is one that Lady Gaga made, while I was on the road. It was linked on the Spirit Daily website. I recoiled when I saw it and wondered how our culture could have slipped so far into the gutter. In one of the images, Gaga is holding a pillow with a crystal heart on it. The images brings to mind the Aztec human sacrifices that were made to their demon gods by the thousands. Is this a modern offering? The video is dark. The features and features of jackbooted dancers as look as they have been made in Hitler's Germany in 1930s. Gaga herself is clothed in quote Catholic images. She's dressed as a nun with a red crusader, red crusader cross on her habit, which I also believe is like a scarlet color which hails directly from the Babylonian mystery schools. The man-made establishment of nuns and priests has nothing to do anything with what the Bible admonishes. Very, very true. Now, I've been seeing a lot of this garbage lately, where we have these shows, people are, are emailing me trailers and clips of different movies, and one of the common themes I'm seeing is the Catholic Church. So much present in these futuristic shows, where the Catholic Church is there, and they've got their... But it's like a warped perverse version, even more warped and perverse than it is now. And I keep seeing this religious symbology all over. Crucifixes and Catholic stuff and you know, all kind of stuff. So I saw, also saw this article this week that kind of uh, bolsters that. It's entitled, Spiritual Icons Making Their Way into Necklaces, Bracelets, and Charms. Pop stars Miley Cyrus and Taylor Momsen wear rosary necklaces. Sometimes four at a time, over a slinky corset, dress, or vintage rock t-shirt. The company Eat, Pray, Love, whose protagonist travels to India in search of enlightenment, has spawned a collection of charms, rings, and bracelets. And the reality-bending Kardashian sisters are designing jewelry based on Armenian religious icons. Now, we're talking some of those wicked devils on the planet, and all of a sudden they want to come out with their own religious... um, Iconic jewelry line. You have to kind of wonder. 
It's official. The practice of incorporating religious or spiritual symbols in jewelry has become ubiquitous among small niche designers as well as more commercial brands. Okay, so um, let's see here. With the public's growing interest in yoga, meditation, and personal talismans that offer protection or courage, jewelry and accessory designers are picking up the theme and adorning their work with icons. Jewelry designed around religious symbols or their use of religious tokens as jewelry might not seem like anything new. Who doesn't remember Madonna writhing around on stage draped in rosaries during the 1980s? In 2004, it was David Beckham shirtless with a delicate rosary hanging from his neck down his chest on the cover of Vanity Fair magazine. Notice these are all Catholic uh, religious symbols. But the trend is big. Now, I don't know if you know this, but rosaries, what are rosaries? Well, they're, they're literally, what were they derived from? They got the idea from the Hindus. Hindus have the Hindu prayer bead necklaces that they have. All the Catholics did is take the same garbage and repackage it into their cult religion. So, just so you know, that's what that's all about. Uh, but the trend is bigger and bolder today than ever. The icons steeped in spirituality, coming in all forms of familiar, perhaps not so familiar, familiar symbols, dangling from bangles, necklaces, earrings, and even emblazoned on belt buckles. A, a sign that society is becoming more religious. Actually, is this a sign? Society is becoming more religious. They go on to say, actually, it might just be the opposite. Well, I don't agree. Because religion is going to be the number one thing that takes people to hell. You know, religion is, is there's, there's so many different religions that are false. Most everybody's involved in some type of religion. <clears throat> Even if it's your own religion where you think, well, I'm basically a good guy and I think a, a loving God would have sent me to hell. Well, you've just developed your own religious system. Congratulations. You know? Uh, but, unfortunately, that religious system will take you straight to hell when you die. So, you don't want to risk your soul on some man-made or some cult-type religious system. <clears throat> anyway, they go on to say, the rise of jewelry carrying evil eye charms, Hindu hand pendants, and Hindu om symbols caters to the people who are expressing their personal spirituality rather than an affiliation with organized religion. Now, Obama's got a whole pocket full of these garbage Hindu slash whatever talismans that he carries around with him. <clears throat> I think he carries around like some monkey god or something. <clears throat> so a whole bunch of other stuff. I saw them. I saw a picture of him one day. I mean, just re- it's just witchcraft. Why would that surprise us about Obama? You know, just confirming that, you know, the nature of the actual person. Okay, uh, last article I believe on Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga, the Illuminati puppet. <clears throat> the symbolism surrounding Lady Gaga is so blatant that one might wonder if it's all a sick joke. Illuminati symbolism is becoming so clear that analysis like this one becomes a simple exercise of pointing out the obvious. Her whole persona, whether it's an act or not, is a tribute to mind control, where where being incoherent and absent-minded becomes a fashionable thing. Now, this is another different angle on this. I suggest you research Project MKUltra to get a little background information on the subject. Here's a quick overview. I give you some some links at the end of this, or he does, where you can research this much further. Here's a quick overview taken from a surprisingly accurate Wikipedia. Project MKUltra, or MKUltra, was the code name for a covert CIA mind control and chemical interrogation research program run by the Office of Scientific Intelligence. The program began in the early 1950s, continuing at least through the late 1960s, and it used United States citizens as its test subjects. 
The published evidence indicates that Project MKUltra involved the serendipitous use of many types of drugs as well as other methods to manipulate individual mental states and to alter brain functions. Now, again, they've admitted to this, okay? This isn't like some conspiracy theory. <clears throat> Project MKUltra was first brought to wide attention in 1975 by the U.S. Congress through investigations by the Church Committee and by a presidential commission known as the Rockefeller Commission. Investigative efforts were hampered by the fact that CIA Director Richard Helms ordered all MK Ultra files destroyed in 1973. How convenient. The Church Committee and Rockefeller Commission investigations relied on the sworn testimony of direct participants on the relative small number of documents that survived Helms' destruction order. Through the CIA, the, although the CIA insists that the MK Ultra type experiments have been abandoned, 14 year CIA veteran Victor Marchetti has stated in various interviews that the CIA, CIA routinely conducts disinformation campaigns and that the CIA mind control research continued. In a 1977 interview, Marchetti specifically called that the CIA claimed that MKUltra was abandoned as a cover story. Okay, so, an out, as, an outgrow, as an outgrowth of that project, it is unofficially referred to as Project Monarch. It is a mind control technique which exposes the subject to trauma so violent that his or her mind creates a disassociation. Uh, this is where we get the, the term for split personalities, and many people that have can have split personalities. Many times they've actually had this um, this trauma-based mind control um, thrust upon them. And again, I'm going to give you some resources at the end if you want to research this more. Just don't have time to get into the, all the intricacies of it. It's pretty horrific, though. The victim's brain becomes compartmentalized, and a new person personality, which is then molded and educated by the manipulators, emerges. <clears throat> Her name, Gaga, is also said to be inspired by Queen's song. Now, Queen being the openly gay rock group that's saying, we are the champions. Those guys, well, they're all dead from AIDS, I'm pretty sure, every one of them. Anyway... It's her name, Gaga's name, was said to be inspired by Queen's song, Radio Gaga. The video of this song contains many scenes of the 1927 movie, Metropolis. As seen in my article, Beyonce, Sasha Fierce, which is Beyonce's uh, split personality. Anyway, you can click on this link, I have it in the article. Uh, it's not my article, it's the guy that wrote it, a guy named Vigilant. As seen in my article, Beyonce Sasha Fierce, the motion picture of Metropolis from 1927 tells the story of a woman from the working class that was chosen by the elite to give life to a robot through a mix of science and black magic. Now I'm looking, I put a picture from this movie here in the PDF and you see an upside down pentagram, the whole Baphomet looking pentagram, the upside down pentagram which is considered black magic. When you see the pentagram pointy side up, it's considered white. Well, Baphomet, the goat of Mendez, that pentagram is point down, black magic, in the shape of like this goat's head. And you see this mad scientist with this robot behind him and this woman in this tube here. Uh, this is a scene from Metropolis. Maria is giving her likeness to a robot. Is this the metaphor for mind control? Notice the inverted pentagram in the background. Black magic and Satanism. This robot becomes a sexy and alluring performer, isn't that funny, and is given the goal to corrupt the working class. Huh, isn't that kind of what Gaga's doing in a certain way? 
References to this movie abound in many music videos, as it was the very significant for the occult elite. Madonna, Beyonce, Kylie Minogue, and many others have taken the likeness of this female robot, as you'll see in the paparazzi video, Lady Gaga also continues this tradition. Now, why would they care about some movie from 1927? And yet they've all got this symbology in some way, shape, or form in their videos along the way. Well, Satan's telegraphing his punches. That's what's happening. Her logo is pretty revealing and particularly fitting. It's a headless female body with a bolt of lightning going through her and exiting her genitalia. There is once again a focus on the lack of consciousness through, by the singer. The body looks like a weird headless mannequin you find at the clothing stores. The bolt of lightning implies that her thoughtless body has been charged with a force that gives it life. Uh, interesting note, trauma-based mind control is often induced using electroshock treatments. Also, when we look at the Bible verse, I beheld Satan fall as lightning from heaven, Jesus Christ talking about Satan's fall, that is the very reason that many times you will see Satanists use the bolt of lightning going in a downward position as their symbol. It's symbolic of Satan. It was also symbolic of the SS uh, death head that Nazi Germany, the SS troops, it was like two bolts of lightning going down. Okay, that, that's you could do a whole study on the bolts of lightning and how it's symbolic of Satan. Anyway, let's go further. You only need to look at a couple of Lady Gaga's pictures or videos to notice that she is constantly hiding one of her eyes as well. Most people will simply interpret this as a cool thing to do or a fashion statement. Those who have passed the 101 of Illuminati symbolism know that the all-seeing eye is probably the most recognized symbol in the world. Uh, the gesture of hiding one eye, I mean, it's on the back of our dollar bill. You know, the all-knowing eye of Horus or Lucifer on the back of the unfinished, uncapped pyramid on the back of our dollar bill. It's right there. Um, the gesture of hiding one eye, usually the left one, goes way back into the occult orders. Here's an explanation of the origin of the eye of Horus. Horus, the, the son of Osiris and Isis, was called Horus who rules with two eyes. His right eye was white and represented the sun. His left eye was black and represented the moon. Boy, he must have been pretty creepy looking. Anyway, according to the myth, Horus lost his left eye eye to his evil brother. Oh, like Horus wasn't evil. Seth, who he fought to avenge, his evil brother Seth, I guess he stole his eye. I hate when that happens, you know, you get your eye stolen. Um, Seth, it says, he who fought to avenge Seth's murder of Osiris. Hold on, let me read this again. According to the myth, Horus lost his left eye to his evil brother Seth, who he fought to avenge Seth's murder of Osiris. Seth tore out the eye, but lost the fight. The eye was reassembled by magic, by Thoth, the god of writing, the moon, and magic. Horus presented his eye to Osiris, who experienced both re- experienced rebirth in the underworld. Anyway, that's from the Dictionary of the Occult. One thing is for sure, Lady Gaga is all for the all-seeing eye. Lady Gaga incorporates in her videos photos, shows symbolism that refers to the Illuminati mind control. Her symbolism is deep, esoteric, and even spiritual. Yet she makes songs like Just Dance, which is just about being totally numb. While the masses of young people imitate Gaga's gestures, her act is part of a bigger system that incorporates many other stars with the same symbolism. But at the end of the day, the Lady Gaga persona is a fame monster, doing everything required to be an international superstar, including incorporating into her act the symbolism of the elite, making her an Illuminati puppet. And let me remind you again, the whole thing where she's a hermaphrodite, she's this androgynous being, this person, 
And that is the exact same symbol that we have as Baphomet, the goat of Mendez, this androgynous goat-headed being with female breasts and, you know, male and female parts, representative purely of Satan. Now, if you were Satan, and you were thinking to yourself, well, I'll I'll make somebody really, really famous, but they're going to really, really have to sell out, I mean, in every possible way, shape, and form. Well, wouldn't you pick, like, the most depraved performer you could possibly pick in order to put that mantle on them of, of this satanic fame, which is all this is? Well, who better than Lady Gaga, a hermaphrodite who's openly, you know, bisexual and, and who is absolutely bent on advancing this sick, disgusting agenda and has been very, very open about it. I mean, she's really, really sold out for this. So, you know... Satan takes care of his own for a time, and then there's the price to pay, which is death and hell, and then the lake of fire for eternity. Um, so it's not a good deal for Lady Gaga. Now, I also give you some other things about this Project Monarch Mind Control, uh, Project MK Ultra, Lady Gaga article on pseudo occult media. There's a link to uh, Fritz Springmeier's book on the Illuminati formula to create an undetectable mind control slave. Uh, the whole PDF's there available. Okay, now I'm going to go ahead and end part one here, and we'll go to part two next.